Greetings and welcome everyone. It's All You Can Geek Gamecast episode 630. I'm one of your host, Jim Guest, joined by Mike Sneedy. What's up? Corey Feinsod. Ahoy. And Tony Korkanakis. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome guys, welcome listeners and viewers to 630 of the Gamecast. It's a special one, folks. It's the of the year. Super. We had our uh, movies last week. This is the Gamecast mm-hmm. version of it. And uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have a lot of new viewers, and I just want to go over the rules for those that don't know it. Um, <laughs> I have to hide Craigbot here as my own rule. Sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, there we go. Uh, now you guys can't see him. Okay. So, yes, uh, the rules are we do our top three, and it's not the best games of the year, folks. This is the games that we played that we enjoyed the most. This is our our best. Um, it, we don't get to play everything, so don't don't expect that. Uh, but we also have our one of our most disappointing and one of our one of our surprise. Uh, so we're gonna go through our list each. Um, I don't have the document open, folks. Uh, if you guys want to add your, we can add to the document after the episode. But I'm trying to keep a running list of this, but not as important. But um, yeah, so I think we should get right into this because it's it's that kind of an episode. Uh, we're gonna kick let's it off it. with let's kick, kick it off with our most disappointing because we like to kick it off with the worst at first. Um, because I'm talking. I'll kick us off. I'll get us rolling on this on this band. Uh, I my most disappointing game this year was Stray, um, because yeah, I mean, guys, this was on the of the, the year years list. Yeah, everywhere. It was on yeah. the of the year lists, and I ju- I just I don't see. I'm a cat person. I have four cats in this house, and I played an hour mm-hmm. and a half, two hours of it. And I'm just like I can't. I just know I'm like I'm not into this and it's you know I I just I didn't get into it at all I thought it was just kind of like it was kind of boring it was boring it reminded me of it like reminded me of the world of near the world of near but with as a cat and there was no action though it was just puzzle based solvers there's a couple sequences that you have to get a, get through for that you could I guess die on but um, overall I was just like disappointed in it because I heard such great things like everybody loved it and it was on year year of the year lists and I just they didn't get me I I don't know I just I makes sense yeah hype, I just hype got you and it got you in the wrong way and for me I was excited because I have a ten year old who also loves cats and I was like she's gonna like be blown away when I saw this was on Steam Deck I'm like I'm getting this game I'm gonna surprise her with this game. And she probably sat with me for an hour of that two. I'm probably playing for two and a half hours actually. Uh, she probably played it for an hour with me, and she was just like, "I'm I'm bored of this game." And so she mm-hmm. just she left. Um, so I don't know. I just felt like that was of of the other of the other option. I just honorable mention. I I, I didn't list it as this, but Potionomics for me was a little disappointing because I didn't play through it because of the curve. It was the curve, the mm. the stressful management of that game, but. <laughs> Stray still took it. I, I heard they patched it since the. I'm since wondering. Started, so yeah, you know what's funny is I, I was doing this list. I was like, let me go check these notes because I was wondering if they were going to fix that a little bit and give me. Mm. A, I'd love to take another crack at it where I'm like, I'm not feeling like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I just couldn't enjoy the game, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I can't play a game like that. That's not the point of me playing games right now. I, I enjoy. Um, I enjoy enjoying the game and not feeling stressed. It's supposed to be a de-stress thing, you know. So. Mm-hmm. But that's it for me um, for that one. Um, let's see. Let's go with Mike. Mike, what's your most disappointing? Well, first, I'm going to preface this with this has been an unprecedented year for me. I have played, if we count some stuff like Overwatch 2, which I don't know, I've played 17 new releases this year. 
Wow. Awesome. So I, I might, you might have to indulge me with some honorable mentions here or there, but disappointment based on what I expected and what I got or what I hoped my level of anticipation and what it was, it's going to have to be Mario strikers. Um, What's it called? Battle, Battle, Battle League? League. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, that's mine as well, one of them. So. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Thanks. It, well, I mean, not nice. Just, <laughs> yeah. It delivered it's just, and failed, right? It delivered and then failed? Well, I, the Strikers series, I've been waiting a while for, for it to come back. Um, yeah. The GameCube and Wii versions were real fun. Um, they were chaotic, and, you know. And this game, it just. It, it acted like it came out at the same time as those and not, not that it's had like a decade and a half to like, you know, be better. And also in some ways it's just worse. There's just less like, to it. The characters are less varied. I'm, and the, the field is completely just for aesthetics. It has no gameplay function. And they I mean, introduced this gear system, but the way it works with this like constant balance of points you need to have, it's almost pointless to ever even engage in it, and it, it all looks stupid. So it was, it, was just, it, it was more content, or like you didn't even like the game. They said it wasn't QOL. Was QOL went backwards? Quality of life. Yeah. So like, here's the thing. I mean, the game, the core gameplay loop is fine. Because I thought yeah. it was fun when we played. Yeah, it was fun. It's yeah. just oh, it's once fine. you play it for like an hour, that's it. There's like, not enough. And you've done everything. Gotcha. Right. You you've done everything. Yeah. Like you know, the gear system like is there, but it. It doesn't mm. meaningfully change it. It's like no. just a little sat-wise. It's like, I, I mean, I haven't dug deep into it, but from the feel of it, like, it's just like, it, it kind of just does whatever. So it's like you have these characters with base stats, like Bowser, obviously, more powerful, less speedy. But it's like, would like would you want to play Bowser and then put a piece of equipment on that makes him slightly faster mm. but then less powerful? Like, it just seems weird, yeah. um, the tuning and stuff like that. Like, um, And then the characters, I mean, I, I like the fact that you can have all these unique characters at once. But at least at launch, it did not have the character. Like, I think it's launched with ten. So like every mm-hmm. game, you you had to have at least every three. character. So it's like <laughs> so sixty percent of the roster is taken up every match yeah. unless you want duplicates, which is just kind of. I think the like other it. thing too is this followed up like Mario Golf, which was yeah, super which fantastic, like, amazing. Yeah. And uh, and the thing is, they knew on both of those. Like, hey, you know, like I like that they update titles, you know, for the next year or so with extra DLC, free maps, that kind of stuff. But when it doesn't, you know, when first of all, some of they sort of at least launched with like 12 to 14 characters. So when you launch with like anemic characters, anemic stages, which again, like Mike said, doesn't matter, doesn't impact the gameplay, which is just boggles and my I mind. Don't, I don't like, understand due to that why you it's half and half as well. You can split the stage based on like whatever you want, but it's it's meaningless. Right. And and I could I would have really appreciated it if that was actually part of the strategy. Like yeah. maybe you wanted like heavy people for like having an ice arena because heavy people like the heavier characters might not slip and slide as much as like a speedy character or something like I mean I, again I'm not a game developer or anything but like just in my mind like off the top of my head and you know based hold the gun off my fire experience in other games. It's like cool this yeah. is the fire level. Okay well how does it change the gameplay? Oh it doesn't it's like well then what are we doing here why does it matter like it's cool cosmetic it I guess, cool but, mm-hmm. but like if you're gonna do that then offer a shit ton not like six or eight or whatever it was so and, again yeah. the gameplay is fine it's just yeah everything else was was just lacking everything yeah. else and i actually think the um 
sort of captain and minion system might have even been better because the captains were like, you know, the main characters where they were the only ones who could do the, the super strikes or whatever, where you would get extra points or goals for your um, attempt there. Uh, and the, But then the minions, when you fully charged a shot, they had very specific abilities that you could either use to like disable the goalie or take out people. The Hammer Brothers, I remember, were minion that were, they would throw hammers and just like take out everyone in front of them. You get a lot of cheap goals with them, actually, similarly to what you would be able to do with the Super Strike. But just everyone is on the same playing field now, and they all have their one singular, unskippable cinematic when they do a Super Strike. It's just, it just feels less. And compared to a game that's 15 yeah. years old, so gotcha. it's unfortunate. Um, and my my honorable mention for disappointment is Pentiment. I went um, in thinking it would be a Disco again, another another game of the year kind of yeah. game. Yeah, I went in thinking it'd be Disco Elysium. Yeah, but it was really it was really more just. I mean, it was fine, and it it was emotionally affecting. It made me think about things that I kind of don't want to think about as a newish father. <laughs> I'll say that much. But um, and so it was definitely like something you think about, but there's just not enough sort of variables or meaningful interaction in the game. It just I just went through it and I'm like, all right, that's done. Wasn't quite what I thought it would be given the hype surrounding yeah, it. Yeah, it's on my list to play. I just didn't get to it. So, all right, um, Corey. Well, my disappointed is myself. <laughs> I'm the opposite of Mike here. This, I did not fair. play as not much. 17, not 17 new releases this year. No, as, no. as per um, the rules, I'll allow this. <laughs> um, but for a game I did play, I guess, yeah. and I only played it like very briefly, I will go with uh, Multiverses. I think they could have done something mm. cool there, but it was just... Honorable, honorable disappointment. It was just like <laughs> trying to be Smash Bros., but also trying to be something different and just didn't really... Do much. They, and they had some really like you have cool characters that you could do stuff with, but it just didn't come together. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they they didn't they they tried to not steal from Smash Brothers, but at some point, it the reason why it's so successful is because of the systems that it has, and you you kind of have to kind of borrow, you have to take a little bit from there right. to keep Sometimes, the interest, to keep yeah. the interest. Yeah, just, exactly. For me, the reason why um, I think it was rough is just because it was free to play and. In the end, you're going to run into that wall where I just didn't just feel like it was not enough... enough new things that you can do in the game. There's very limited number of stages and sure. characters, really, uh, that... for the whole full almost no, six months or something, and yeah, you just and run out it, of but... incentive to play the game. But I think I mean, overall, I it just was interesting and fresh early on, a sure. fresh take on that formula. But you just run out of you know reasons you don't to feel play. Like, you don't feel like overall, just in terms of like combat depth. Tony just oh there he goes, uh, combat Tony. combat depth. Um, it wasn't it was just lacking in that aspect. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, that was everything uh, about it. And like maybe. when you when yeah. you squeeze in a battle pass system style I'm thing, it just pass. always gotcha. it's always screws stuff. Yeah, up. yeah. All right. you know, force feed us this garbage. And, <laughs> and the only reason why um, Gotham Knights isn't my disappointment is because it's about as bad as I expected it to be. So ah, yeah. gotcha, go. gotcha. Throw it in there. Yep. Gotcha. All right, all right, Tony. Did you have uh, it was Mario Strikers. I guess if yeah. I had to say another one, um, it's going to be Vampire Survivors. Really? I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm not saying okay. it's a bad game at all. It's just <laughs> the amount of hype that, again, this got. And I could see it. I could see it. 
I, I can absolutely see why other people like it. It just for me, it didn't scratch the itch I was looking for. Like it's very easy to play, obviously. Like you just move around. It's just automatic. But like after a couple of times, and I still put a couple hours into it, mm-hmm. but it's just like it's almost so disengaged from like a gameplay perspective where I'm just like, I like kind of sigh and and <clears> go, <throat> okay, I'm gonna be bored for the first five or six or seven minutes, bored completely out of my mind, because the early game is just like, okay. You walk around in a loop, you collect the crystals, you just click on the upgrades of the build that you want. And at first, it's really fun because you're like, oh, well, what does this weapon do and stuff like that? But once you kind of get a feel for like what works and like, you know, what's good, it, the game stop. it, it, it just does not reward you for being experimental. Doesn't reward you for like, you know, I guess. I, mean, yeah, I guess I was gonna say it wasn't like, I guess that wasn't like, um, um, Wow, I'm drawing a blank to the game that's getting a sequel next year. The roguelite that I played that was awesome with the death guy. Hades. Oh, hey, thank you. Jesus Christ. No, because Hades, Hades like had those each of those weapons was was super that's deep. Where I, was yeah, super that's deep. where I yeah, that's where I when I was yeah. trying to make a statement. I wouldn't even compare these two things at all. Like no, this game is taking a gameplay mechanic, then dumbing it down, and then dumbing yeah. it down even further. This because is. it's all it's auto, it's like auto chess. Gotcha. You're not you're not yes. doing anything. I heard you're just, that actually. You're I mean, just yeah. moving a, a you're just essentially moving a a, a dot. You're not you're not it. even like a character. It's just a dot. And I get it. I, I enjoy fun. it's a it's a good time waster. I think it's 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 fun and stuff, and it gets cool when I there's so much stuff on screen. Yeah. But at the same time, this I is... can understand that being because how hyped it got. Yeah, and and, and yeah. that's it. again, it's not bad. It's just. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to other games, like, and I'm sorry, I'll let you speak, but like, compared to other games where it's like a roguelike, where it's like, hey, you, you collect some things and you power up like Hades uh, <clears> or, or any of these other games, um, you know, uh, Slay the Spire is my perfect example. Mm. I love that game. And there's so much depth and there's so much like knowledge required to like be like, oh man, how do I like get through this, this level, this, right. this build, the options I have, have right. It, go equip you, yourself you just don't have for that. it. Yeah. Right. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad game or anything like that. It's just, when I heard about well, it, it is. it's played. what it is. It's just dumbing it, it, it down, it like I said. And, it's like taking those price, games yeah. and just yep. absolutely. And, but you can't beat the price. It's like oh, yeah. what, five dollars. They launched yeah. it like two bucks or something. Yeah, Game Pass. Yeah, and it's free on Game Pass. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, I just think that got a bunch of hype because you know all your favorite streamers and YouTubers and game journalists mm-hmm. and guess what? Those streamers and YouTubers are also today's game journalists. Um. But <laughs> they have to play everything so much, and everything when everything is so involved, I feel like they just they'll be like, "Yeah, this is so stupid." Like, Brain Dead is just a great time waster. So they all raved about this because it was just a great change well, of pace for them, them to like have interact to play with their everything and not worry about the game at all. Like, so exactly. I think I think a lot of it was just when you have to deal with like these like 120 hour epics all the time, and you have to play them this thing where it's just like you can just sort of relax and see things pop and i swear to god if i hear another one of these people talk about lizard brain lizard brain because they all do when they talk about this game how it feeds into their lizard brain <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to break their lizard necks because it's just so frequent hey. wow <laughs> all right then um but you know and it just i just think this is one of those things where reviewers basically get it from a different angle than consumers. And that's why they're like, yes, this is great. This because it's a change of pace from what they have to deal with normally. Yeah. And that's probably what straight did for them too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Surprises. 
Uh, my surprise, I don't have to talk to very, talk about very long because I'm going to talk about it much later in the in the show. I didn't, mm. I cheaped out, and because it needs to be here, Elden Ring needs to be my surprise of the year. It has to be. <laughs> it does because who okay. who would have thought? It does. No, it absolutely does. Uh, How so would you argue this? How would you <laughs> argue this? Because in January of last year, would you have said yeah. I would have played Elden Ring? I don't know. Probably not. Yes. And I'm done. And I'm done. That's, that's I it think for so, now. Because you kept talking about how oh, you, did. you like, were yeah, interested I mean... in playing these types of games forever, but you were worried about the difficulty. Now you have the most popular one ever, where you and can the sort most of... accessible one, yeah. Sort of I, bypass I the, the traditional yeah, so... difficulty. Even though you also claim you don't like open worlds, but you secretly do. So. <laughs> <laughs> we go over that every year, but I just... I, I um Again, like it, I was so surprised how much, how long I stuck with that game, considering the curve mm-hmm. and even the first boss. A- any other year, I feel like I would have just walked away from that game. I don't know what it was, because mm-hmm. I, I mean that Mar- Margaret, Margaret, Mar- perfect Mar- storm, Mar- was, yeah, perfect Mar- storm. Margaret Mar- was just yeah. insane. I think like that it launched early in the year. And yeah, there was, wasn't really much yeah. else out. So you like, you're like, okay, because like I think if you, I think if this came out in November, Jim, I think you would have given up or like yeah. just, mm-hmm. you know moved on to something else and just forgot about it. Come. And yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, my surprise. Um, Mike, what was your surprise? My surprise was Sifu. Um, nice. This was earlier in the year, actually. Yeah, um, an indie game, but um, I went in and played it, and I was very surprised by how engaging it was. Because at first, it was just a wall, and I was very angry at it. <laughs> um, but this game, and in some ways, I think this sort of hurt my opinion of Elden Ring a little bit going in. Because this game is sort of like pure, you get good. There's very little different mechanics you can do other than uh, shortcuts eventually. So um, so just like pure mechanics, like this is was a hard game that you eventually feel like you're super proficient in um, as you play it more and more. And uh, it's a very unique game where you're supposed to, you know, play stuff over and over and learn the levels and figure out how to get through taking it least damage possible or not dying basically is what you want to do and it's just stylish too it feels cool and um yeah i beat it and also uh did the you know the extra ending run through i didn't i have not done the thing where you don't ever die it seems almost impossible to me but something to aspire to but i've stopped playing it and you can't go back with unless Mm -hmm. you you have to train yourself again because it, it it's all you. It's it's again. You're not like leveled up or anything. There are some unlocks that make things a little easier, um, but generally it's just you. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, this came out in at nowhere. I didn't ex- really even know about it too much beforehand. But yeah, I really was impressed with it and um, cool. it surprised right. me. My other surprise little runner up would be uh, NBA 2K23, just because. Those games have been so stale for so long, but this one had that eras mode that where I told you where you can start for different eras and go from like 91 or 2001 or modern day or 80s. And it was it's just so complete and it really hooked me in a way that the, that series hasn't in a while. So that was a surprise. So just avoid all the I, other game modes with yeah. all the shitty microtransactions all over the place. Oh, that's what it was. I, I hadn't I couldn't remember you talking about that until you just said microtransactions. I'm like, oh that's right, that's right. Now I remember. Yeah. Don't don't play my team. No. Yeah. All right. Corey, what was yours? Um cheating a little bit here, because my surprise is the Steam Deck. I nice. think that <laughs> this came it, this is like something that should not work and yet 
it, it, it's what too mean, big. It should not work. What do you I mean? I mean, saying it's like it's too big and bulky. We all made fun of the design. It looked terrible, and yet when it came out, it was amazing, and it is amazing. It's still amazing, and like it feels good in the hands. Like the first thing you do when you you hold it, it's like this like feels good, and everything position wise is great. And then the touch pads are in perfect spots for things. Yep. And then it has back paddles on it that are amazing. Okay. So not necessarily a game, but everything that it's doing and everything that it has here yeah, is for a portable handheld system. Playing PC game, like AAA games, you can get, you know, like they, 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 you can play Elden Ring on this. That was like their big push in the beginning. Yep. Like you can play Elden Ring on this, on this device. Yep. And, uh, and you do it portably. So that was my yeah. surprise. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you on that. Uh, it could have been mine if I wanted to cheat. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. It, it was a, that's a great choice. Um, uh, I, another thing that I didn't think I was going to have this year that uh, last year that I picked, that I bought because of you talking and now, about and it. And now you have yeah. like a PC uh, gaming device. And now I have a gaming device, on. and uh, yeah, I played straight because of it. And uh, not only that, but I also played some older last, you mm -hmm. know, really early games I never got to really go back to play. And it's a great emulator with that. And um, uh, it, it's it's it, it's so accessible with things like that. And you know, even like I was looking at Borderlands Three because it's on sale this week, and mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I'll play that for eight dollars or whatever it is right now. I'm like, that's mm -hmm. not bad content for that, but I can play it now on the PC because I'm like, you yeah, know, it's yeah, it's, I played a bunch of yeah, so it's impressive others. for for the it's impressive that it looks like it shouldn't work and it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything about it screams this is not going to work. Two hour battery life, uh, you know, it's, it's just it's not even like great at all, and mm -hmm. it works. So, well, like I said, like we all, I, I. I I thought we all made fun of it when it came out. I made fun of it. Oh, yeah, I, I did. But, you know, I, I, I could have sworn I said I was going to hold judgment until I have mm -hmm. it in my hands because pictures, you know. As we know, yeah, pictures, there's no idea. Yeah, don't do justice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, you sold it to me on my bachelor weekend, my bachelor <laughs> party weekend. <laughs> all right, Tony, what was your surprise? Uh, mine is actually a. It's mostly Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I'll just cut to the chase. But also uh, honorary backseat, and I'll just mention too is was uh, Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus. Uh, just because, like, you know, I've been a Pokemon fan. You know, not the biggest one, but I've been a Pokemon fan since the original Red Blue. Um, yeah, well, yeah. You know, Yellow. something like that. <laughs> the classic. I played the so many of them, and like, it, it even got to a point in like the. <clears throat> Game Boy Advance DS, 3DS era. It's like I would play maybe one of them for the entire like thing because they would release like two or three sets, and I'd play like one of them. Be like, I'm good. Like I got that mm -hmm. experience it, for this. And it know, almost came like like a, a, you know basketball game, super, like Mike was saying. Is yeah, absolutely. Super formulaic, right? Yeah. Super formulaic. But both of these games really, you know, took took that core element of like just catching Pokemon, but like kind of turned it on its head. And in both ways, you know, open world very similar. Like open world, just kind of like go out and explore and it makes it so fun and pokemon leads itself to that very well because the whole premise of the original was like hey you're on an adventure go out capture all these pokemon and you know become a great trainer and stuff like that uh and this is the first game that lets you be like okay well like yeah here you go uh go out do whatever you want man like whatever you want in the order that you want it's kind of like a, a mini breath of the wild moment especially yeah. when it comes to yeah, scarlet really cool the performance yeah. obviously you know whatever we don't need to talk about it i'm They've already said it's going to get patched. Uh, they're going to work on uh, improving the performance. But just when it comes down to the core gameplay loop, but also the story, I was actually really pleasantly surprised with just how how much they change it. And I'm, I'm not saying it's nothing along the lines of Last of Us or God of War or anything like that. But for an accessible, all-age Pokemon game, rather than just be like, hey, go beat like eight trainers, and then you challenge the Elite Four, and then you challenge the champion. Hey, you're champion. Good job. 
which they've done for like 25 years or whatever it is. They actually were like, hey, we're actually going to give you a pretty meaningful story. Uh, a bunch of really good, well-done side characters that like most of the time they're super annoying. And this I'm like, okay, like they all have their own backstories. And you actually, each of them has their own branch of missions that you do before you can like 100% complete the game. So I was really pleasantly surprised by that. And it actually reignited like my enjoyment of the Pokemon game. So I'm really excited uh, and hoping they continue down that path uh, with the next series. All right, guys. Uh, it is on to That's our awesome. top three games of the year. Uh, so this is the fun part. Uh, number three, I will kick us off, guys. Number three for me. Uh, where's my? Where's my number three? Oh, um, I, believe it or not, uh, my number three game of the year, and I think it deserves it myself. Uh, and I, this could have been my surprise too. Was um, Shredder's Revenge? Okay. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. No, 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 like, no. I know. I actually just replayed that with some friends last night all the way yeah. through. It's, it's a Turtles game. It's a classic arcade-style Turtles game with replayability, with fun gameplay, uh, with QOL stuff that's in it, from not from the old stuff. It's a little more keep playing it. It's still hard. Uh, we played. I think we played on the hardest difficulty, didn't we, when we played that? Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. So, but it was fun. Um, really fun to play with all you guys during the yeah. uh, the stream, and then it was even fun to go back and play it at home on my own, uh, which is cool. A staple of a good arcade game, a turtles game. Yeah. Um, but it's fun to see that finally back in the limelight, and um, you know, I feel like I played um, Streets of Rage four. Mm -hmm. I, I played that too late to give it any consideration mm -hmm. for of the years. I played it the year after that, mm -hmm. and like this game, I finally played it during the year. And I'm like this deserves to be on my list because it's just it was so so good how they pulled that off and a classic style game so i really really enjoyed it and the graphics oh you can't i mean, I mean it's graphics. so good yeah can't can't go it's yeah. so good it's so good it's um, it's a shining example of what i i really want to see out of more licensed games going forward um, absolutely especially from this particular developer developer uh, i mean they nailed it out of the park with streets of rage 4 yeah. and then this. Yeah, they so you know, I want them to tackle another license. You know, I'd love it if it's on the beat 'em because it's not like we're dying. I mean, how about like give us another Simpsons though? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd mean, love to see. Yeah, like, there's another yeah. game yeah. and maybe yeah, innovate a little bit in this genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. If, 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 if I had a criticism of this, this is very close to being my three, but in the end, I just kind of there's just this feeling of I kind of wish there was a little more to it. I know there's a lot to it for you know a beat 'em up and you know it's decently long and they have that, mm -hmm. those sort of somewhat unnecessary RPG elements <laughs> that you know you quickly like burn through and then you're done with them. Um, I just yeah I just kind of wish there was a little more to it. I feel like by the end of Streets of Rage they had a little more going on with it. It but. did. Streets there was a lot more with characters, with more characters. mechanics, yeah. a lot more nuance between the different yeah. characters. So like I, once you I was see people that play that. it and run it, you're just like, holy mm -hmm. shit. Like one of the, I think last GDQ, they, they had a Streets of Four uh, runner and it was just mind blowing. Like they routed everything like, you know, this weapon, you pick up this, you throw it over there at this enemy to kill that guy. And it's like, holy shit. Like there's a lot right, of everything scripted out. Yeah. To be, and if you right. miss, miss it, you're like, well, start over. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Crazy. But, no, right. that's cool. I, th that was my honorable mention also. Cool. Yeah, it's uh, right Mike, there. What, Mike, what was your number three? Uh, well, uh, so uh, this could have been it, and I'm, <laughs> I, keep, <laughs> I, keep, I keep waffling, really, because... Uh, he's still down to it. Oh, my God. He's going to say it. He's going to say it. I know he's going to say yeah. it. Yeah. So, so, here's, here's the thing. Elden here's Ring. The thing. What is it? It's going to be Elden Here's Ring. the thing. 
It's not Sonic Frontiers. Cowabunga Collection, Sonic Origins, played those, but those are collections. That's good. Collection was good, but yeah. They, they were good, but and it's yeah, collection's a better collection than uh, Origins. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Gotham Knights, I may have had some fun minute to minute, but it's just not that good of a game overall and disappointing in the end. And I'm looking through, nothing stands out to me, and quality and quantity are not mutually exclusive to me. So the game I put the most hours in this year, which I do not like every minute I've played it, <laughs> and I've stopped and started several times over this year, including right now, but... It, what it does is undeniable, <laughs> and I'm still playing it. And uh, I'm got this some sort of yeah, year later, unmistakable quality that even though it's not my favorite thing, and I'm it is Elden Ring is my third favorite game of the year. There it is. There it is. You said it. <laughs> oh, that's that had to be painful. A hundred and twenty-eight hours in. You put I'm, more hours into it than I have. It's because yeah. I'm, I'm sure playing it so inefficiently. <laughs> I, I waste time for whole I mean, sessions. I mean, look, I, I did research online for it too, because I, I got into it. I really wanted to know more about the game and what I can do to to uh, to get myself to keep myself in it because I was worried about the difficulty. Um, so I understand that uh, aspect, but no, I I'm mean, sure we're going to talk about it multiple times later. So yeah, we will. We're not going to say anything will. else about it. You, got, you guys <laughs> will take care of it, so I'm done you talking. Can, about you can add it, it later. But, All right, Corey, what was your number three? My number three was Lost Ark. It was oh, nice. really wow. good. That's nice. mine. Oh, wow. okay. Cool. There we go. Cool. I, I know you put a lot more time in it than I did, Tony, but um, I, I loved what they were doing in the beginning. It was really cool. Class system, adding Diablo-style elements to a massive multiplayer community, putting that together, going on adventures with friends and doing it on your own. Just a real, a real good um, combination of of things to there that we didn't see yet, which like kind of boggled my mind that we hadn't had a game like that mm-hmm. and be as successful as it was. Uh, unfortunately, I think they fumbled it a little bit, and it kind of I kind of fell off of it a little early on. But there was just so much there and so much that I didn't even get to do, even though um, yeah, I was still kind of early on with with my game. But um, yeah, I, I still really enjoyed my time with it and all the classes and characters and stuff. They felt different and were were required to do certain events and things like that. You needed to party up and and you needed to invest in them. So a lot of stuff going on. Definitely would like to go back to it. Just haven't had the the chance yet. But I know you. If it was your number three, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know when when it, it's funny because when looking over like the games I played this year, I didn't. I don't have to like count off the top of my head, but I played a lot. And then I kind of glossed over the fact that Lost Ark, like Lost Ark, came out last year because I I kind of didn't consider because it it's like a pseudo MMO. But I was like, mm-hmm. but I played so much of it, and yeah. I enjoyed so much of it that I was like, I have to put it somewhere. Uh, in number three is it, it was a slot I wanted to give it. Um, but just kind of like you said, it marries the the greatest parts of like Diablo style, um, you know, character RPG action, you know, two point five D, you know, a camera angle, marries that perfectly with like pseudo mmo mechanics where it's like hey you have parties and you have raids and you have bosses um you know you have talent point you have all this stuff you know you have a gear grind and whatnot and it just makes it so interesting like th- like and i'm not playing it anymore right now unfortunately i th- like you like you mentioned i think between amazon because they're publishing it in the west and um who's the smile bit or spit smile bit. bit yeah something like that yeah. smile gate yeah, I think it's oh. something like that. 
Mm. Whatever. Uh, between those two, I think they just tuned it a little too hard in, in terms of not like difficulty of playing the game, but in how much they need you to do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. It just kills my motivation. So like the thing is like it's not just enough that you have one character in this game. They're like, hey, you need to make alternate characters so your alternate characters can do the exact same raids that your main character is doing. So they get the resources and materials to funnel to your main character so your main character can get to the next plateau of power level faster. So then your main character can then do that and then boost your alternate characters up to their level and then you just repeat this. And it's like, the first time you're like, okay, whatever, I could do that. But then the like percentage of being successful on like upgrading these characters gets so ridiculous and it just... Like it starts in single digit single digit percentages. You're just like it's so disheartening being like, I'm about to waste like a thousand golds worth of materials for a ten percent, nine percent, whatever, eight percent chance. And I know it's gonna fail. Um, so it's just like they want you to do so much hamster wheel, and I get it because it's a free-to-play game. But when it comes down to me personally, I, I just wish they were like, hey, pay us 15 bucks a month and like we'll cut 90% of this grinding stuff down. That's a that's a negative part, but the other part is just it's so exciting. The story is really cool. The characters are just like flashy. It's got that like Korean pseudo anime storyline and stuff mm. like that. And when they do these big battles and these big cutscenes against the bosses, it feels so good. And it fe like you just feel like there's these like kind of like Avengers like moments in, in the story. Where you're like, oh shit! Like I helped out this country and I helped out this country and I helped out this country and they're showing up and like, you know, you're interacting with them alongside mm. this battle. It just makes you feel really cool in the world that they created and just other things that they've done with like sailing ships going around the world, all these islands you can yeah, visit. It feels like, like a big, big, it, it's space. such a huge, yeah. it's such a huge space. It, it really is. You could, and like I said, I spent so much time in this game and I, I I'm, not even like a top percentage person, like yeah. just kind of like. Maybe, and the like you yeah. mentioned the raids and the bosses, like the bosses feel unique too. Like they're not just like you know bullet sponges and like right. No, it's like, not. Yeah. And that's my biggest criticism of what Diablo got, where it's just kind of like, okay, it's like you know just damage. Just keep smacking him until yeah, he dies. It's like you need to learn like the dance, where it's just like you mm -hmm. do this and then this and then this happens. You might do this, then you need to do that and so yeah. It's a great yeah. game. I just mm -hmm. wish they fix it this year we'll see yeah <laughs> all right number two uh for me was um a game i haven't finished yet that's usually like requisite for my list but i didn't finish it in time was midnight suns i know where it's lots in Ooh, it's mm. that high i actually yes. started playing that oh, i was gonna say cool. mike I, by the way mike i was gonna say 100 percent. you should play this game you will enjoy it i did start i and, and what's funny is i enjoy the actual you know strategy gameplay the the talking is the very cringy. I can't. I almost can't deal with it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I I say later on, it actually gets um it gets better for for you later on with that um as you unlock more things to do also, more things. Also, so much of it. I'm. It's there's a lot. lot in between. Well, when you actually do encounters. Yeah, it's uh, diplomatic ma uh, matters, right? <laughs> uh, dipl diplomacy calls, but yeah, it's domestic basically affairs, like, Jim. Domestic, domestic affairs. Thank you. <laughs> domestic affairs. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so it's basically, uh, you know, you have that aspect of two, there's two games in this game. There's the relationship part of the game where you go back to your, your academy thing, you know, your, your, uh, and, and level up your character, improve your relationships, which then also unlocks new cards, uh, combos. Uh, and then there's the actual game where you go on missions like XCOM, where you have a map and you have to fight these monsters and, and, and enemies, just regular enemies. 
um, and use the environments um, as well in those maps. Um, and, and, you know, the, the card battler aspect of it is interesting because for me, I felt like the main character is very bland. He's a very generic character. And it reminded me of, it was trying to, I was trying to think of a game. There was an X-Men game that came out years ago where you played a very... The one that got, like, you know, delisted. Yeah, what was the game you played? Like the generic Marvel Heroes. Yes, no, 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 Marvel no, Heroes. It, no, it was, it was called. It was X Men, like um, Destiny. Destiny. Oh, that was Destiny. it. Yes, 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 so it, had yes. Such, it had such promise, and this yes. game dances dangerously close on occasions with us because your character is so generic. But... Because it's always going to be that way when you have a customizable character mixed yeah. in with superheroes. Yeah, like, but the best part. Known. The best part about this game is the fact that, like, that guy goes on the missions, and I change to one of the other two guys. I could, the viewpoint from one of the other two guys that I usually control, because you're using cards to battle it. So you like, uh, you know, I can use my main character's cards, but I don't have to actually be on him. He can just do his moves while I'm while I'm, <laughs> you know, focusing on Spider-Man and moving him around the map and stuff like that. <laughs> and um, it's it's it was such a great. Uh, implementation of this into the XCOM universe is the best way to say it. Like. Uh, it's not perfect. Uh, it's it's got so much such great like potential for like a sequel and what it can do if they have like clearly undercooked. I think I've said this a few times on the podcast where like graphically it could look better. Uh, you know, there's the aspect of the mansion part where or the 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 training facility where it could be better. Um, but there's so much great. Uh, when it's good, it's good. When it's good, it's great. I'm sorry. When it's good, it's great. Uh, it's such great aspects of it that uh, when I have those story moments happen with characters in that. Um, place it, it's it's impactful and i enjoyed it um that's what i'm trying to say like you'll get to that point where you'll actually get interactions with characters you're like i kind of really enjoyed this actually uh it, you don't feel like you're just doing it to unlock things and you're just like oh you know i kind of got vested into having these characters and i want to use them on my next mission and it makes you kind of do that and and use more than just three characters the entire game too which is great um because you could just go through the whole game playing as blade yourself and you know um spider-man if you wanted to um but you don't. This game makes you want to use other characters, and yeah, I mean, it's it's really good. It's a really good game. Uh, it's it's not something again that I didn't I didn't know if I was gonna even like this game because of Marvel's Avengers um, coming out <laughs> and and just flopping. And this kind of looking very much like that in terms of graphics, in my opinion, it looks very similar to that. Tony Stark in this game is like the most generic dude ever with I a mustache painted on. To this day, I still can't stand that guy's voice. Whoever they got the voice mm. act him, I just I can't take it. But uh, other than it's that, annoying. Yeah, other than that, it's a very good game. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I strongly recommend it to people who were on the fence, maybe, if you're a Marvel fan or a strategy game fan. Um, even not. Uh, Marvel fans by themselves. Mike, you're a Marvel fan. So, um, you don't have to be a strategy game fan to enjoy this game because the cards help, right? Does that help in terms of your enjoyment? You don't have to, like, think about it too much yet? Well, what helps is it seems pretty easy early on. Um, I did up to Heroic right away and failed my first thing. Yeah, I mean, um, the thing is, the only thing I can say about this, and it's very common with XCOM-style games, is the scale of the way the difficulty goes, it jumps. Um, so okay. I found myself having some issues later in the game, like mid midway through, right? Where, you know, uh, like I'm, I'm probably three quarters through now. Uh, midway through, I felt like, uh, I was like, holy crap, I'm going to fail this mission if I, I, I did, don't even know how I'm going to pull this off right now. And you get to sit there you, and really think about it. Did you up the difficulty when it prompted you? 
or not? No, no, I did not. No. I, he told me, and I'm like, because I because I knew the jump, and I'm like, I don't know if okay. I'm doing as well, well as I should. We'll in this. see what happens yeah. to me then. Because <laughs> I wasn't like acing, I wasn't acing the missions, and I'm like, okay, I'm not doing as well as I think I should be. Um, so if I'm not doing that, I know there's a jump going to happen, and I'm going to screw this up. So I just I didn't want to fail the mission, so I left it on normal and just played it. But uh, very good game, uh, strongly recommended. It's 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 great. Nice. So yeah, Mike, what's your number two? My number two is probably the most slandered game of the year, in my opinion, but Horizon Forbidden West. Um, oh, slandered, really? I don't think it's not slandered. It's not yeah, recognized. Yeah, I could say... It just kind of came out say, right before Elden Ring, and then Elden Ring got yeah, all the sure. praise. And it got you could say Myth um, Game of the Year, Myth. You know, mm-hmm. But no, everyone oh, says it's super super generic, and I really don't think it is. Only, only relative maybe to Elden Ring is it generic in the way that you see markers on the map which is apparently not allowed anymore but um i don't really think this game is generic i think it's still a very unique take on this post-apocalyptic world that the enemies are stuff like you've never seen before and the way they interact with each other in the world is just very interesting and um you have in this game you have a lot more options for weapons and you know, your coils and all your different, like, stats and armor builds. It's almost overwhelming, and some of the economy, I think, is a little off in it, in the way that you can platinum the game, like I have, and still not have, like, unlocked the ability to fully upgrade a lot of your your shit. (laughs) Mm. Um, But um, I think the story is pretty good in this game. Um, Not quite as cohesive as the first game, but at the same time, the characters and the worlds and the villages, more specifically, seem way more alive. It's a big step forward in that regard as far as the sequel goes. And they did manage with the story to still give you another holy shit, is this true moment that the first game kind of had. Um, and and it's hard to follow up and do that similarly again. it's It sort of takes the story somewhere maybe some people won't like. I didn't mind it that much. I think we're already firmly in sci-fi when we're talking about this so when it gets more sci-fi i don't mind it that much um and it's just it's just and obviously it's a graphically crazy game and it's not and it's varied enough as well too the the whole like oh this is a generic thing again it gets to me could be because the first game had those tall necks where they were kind of like the moving climbing puzzles of the ubisoft mm-hmm. games this game each and every one of them is like its own unique puzzle or challenge, like almost in a way to like sort of make fun of the last game. Like everything is different for each one of them. Oh, good. That's and good to so hear. The, I mean, yeah. So, so there's a lot going on, and then they give you there's a glut of content. There's even a little sort of like <laughs> Gwent esque mini game, and it just to do something else, you can get some credits or resources playing that here and there if you want to change it up. So how's the I AI? Think it's, the AI, um... Did you say improved or the same? It's so long ago that I played this at this point. This is what I did in the early February and March. Um, my, my biggest gripe from the first game was the fact that, like, the human I don't AI think the whistle. So bad. I don't think the whistle is a thing anymore, the way it was. No, but I'm not, even saying, like, I'm not even saying, like, whistling for the robots. I'm talking about, like, the actual people. I exploited, like, crazy with their bad AIs. And make them basically run around in circles and then just kill them all one by one as they as they ran around ran at me. I you know, think a they're a bit. It was a bit better. I remember having the some. I mean, the people are still not the threat of the uh, machines by any means, 
but there are there's some villages where I had to think a little bit before I, you know, tackled them all. And usually, if, from the first game, I would run through the village, which would get them all running after me, and then turn around and just start picking them off in one single file. I don't think they'll stray from their village that far after a while. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I don't remember the specifics, but I found it uh, just a very good improvement on most things other than just so the tightness from the first sequel. story from the sequel. So, and right. yeah, I planned them. I really liked it. I put this is the second amount of hours I put into any game this year. Corey? Uh, my number two is Wonderlands, or Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, oh, okay. I should say. I was like, what game is this? Okay, go on, yeah. So, this game is is the Borderlands. Uh, basically, Tiny Tina had a, a, a DLC in Borderlands 2 that was one of the most popular ones, and it took a fantasy take on the Borderlands formula, which we know is a kind of post-apocalyptic world. And so they do that and kind of flesh it out into a, a bigger game here and make it its own thing. And they do a really good job of taking that fantasy world and bringing in guns and bow and arrows, obviously, uh, and, and melee weapons, and then using spells instead of grenades and things like that. And they create a, a really good looter shooter in a fantasy style game and put in all fantasy tropes that you'd want in the Borderlands style humor. And so they really, uh, for me, it was you know exactly what I was hoping for and what I was looking for in a Tiny Tina's fantasy style Borderlands game. And then at the heart of it, I thought the story was very, very well done too, because it is still Tiny Tina dealing with a loss in her and how she handles that and what the characters, how they interact with that. So like, there was some touching moments in the game that were more impactful than you'd expect in a kind of action packed run and gun type of type of game. So I'd, uh, yeah, so this is really well done. And I think the end game was it's an interesting take is different than what you got in Borderlands. So uh, they had like these trials that you would do basically kind of like a roguelike type thing where you would try to do this run and see how far it can get. And then if you can beat it, you'll get stuff to go to the next one. And then if you can do that, you can then risk more and then keep risking and risking to see if you can get further and further. And then, you know, cash in to get bigger rewards at the end. And I thought that was a good um, change up from what end game stuff has been in in the past with the Borderlands games. Cool. The only gripe I have is the DLC they did was essentially nothing. They charge you thirty bucks for a ba- basically a level, and it was oh, like, wow, what? ten minutes of content. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. So like the first DLC was literally like ten minutes of content. Oh, it was cool. pretty ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god, I'm su- I'm surprised I haven't heard like a, a backlash on this one. There was, I mean, in the community, it was a huge backlash. Okay, they, I, I they, guess it, I just, you know, like on Twitter yeah. or Reddit, where it was like, sure, not, it was, the... it was Damn. awful. They did, uh, they did they not agree to work on Alien again for Sega and get some money? <laughs> so like the thing <laughs> I like, is back. like the, this was like they had plans for DLC I think for this game and they just put it into the game because it wasn't fleshed out enough. And so then they had nothing for the actual season pass. And I think that's what the problem was. They just had to like scramble and do something real quick. And it was really disappointing. And everybody, like they killed the game. They killed this game because the DLC was so, so trash. Like this game could have been something that people played all year and it just died. Is the DLC just like done or like? Yeah, they did four DLC packs and they were 
all shit. Like all shit. Like I got to. I can sort of understand. Like maybe the first or second. Okay, or one second of them was okay, but like it doesn't make up for the fact that the rest were terrible. Like the first thing they do That's is like open up a like a section which is already there. You know, it's like those whole like Capcom things, unfortunately, where it's like oh the DLC's on the disc, but uh, oh, no, it's no. like one of those type of deals where it's like oh this space I couldn't go to before. Now it's open and unlocked, and you can go to it and you can run through like oh. a level and then. Then there's a boss at the end, and that's the DLC and a couple Dude. new weapons. And they charged half the price of the fucking game. Yeah, well, it's for like the season pass. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Like I could mm-hmm. understand if it was maybe like a, a drastically re- reduced price, like maybe like fifteen dollars, mm-hmm. you know, for something like that. But like, yep, thirty. That that that's the thing is it puts a sour taste in my. And that's the reason it's not my number one game is because of that. Because I loved everything that they every they gave you in the beginning. It's just uh, like all right, ready for DLC and like coming off of all the great DLCs that they're known for. Like they are known for having like amazing DLC. Like this is based off of one of the best DLCs that the games have offered before. And yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes like, sense. They just they just screwed up. So that was my number two, though. Still, Borderlands Universe can't can't knock it. It's my favorite. So I mean, now, might as well go Tony for well, if you have questions. Well, yeah, did they leave it open? Like, will this lead into like what you think like is a Borderlands four or like do you think this is no 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 this is a separate thing like this happens before Borderlands three so because this is Tiny Tina still dealing with. Uh, oh, uh, gotcha. the loss of Roland. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. So I guess because mm-hmm. like Roland, the uh, voice actor for Roland is narrating some of the stuff in this oh, game. Oh, okay, interesting. Man, that's a shame because I remember talking with you about it when the first came out, and you're really happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, uh, that's that's so bad when like the DLC is just it kills you. Yeah. For the for, no, it, it, that's you know. that's why I was like, I would still be playing this game if the DLC was. On the level Maybe, of yeah. Borderlands three, even like even three, not two, not two, yeah. two is like mm-hmm. yeah. You know, Who's the, the pinnacle? Like you're not getting yeah. better than two. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry about that. But anyway, all right, uh, Tony. Uh, so for me, number two was going to be Elden Ring, but I think we're gonna about to talk about it, so I'll save mine. Is it is, is number two your is is Elden Ring for you? It is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean uh, that was my game of the year. Um, Clearly, ooh, and ooh, ooh. I'm a big shock here. <laughs> I, I think I've said it all year. You did uh, every <laughs> podcast. Um, there's nothing that can beat that, and I mean, for me, um, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't play 17 games this year. I only played a handful, and <laughs> uh, and I think because the time investment for me in this was like so much. It wasn't even that much. It was, you know, it's the feeling hours. you get, Jim, when yeah. you accomplish something it's, with your own two hands. Yeah, you was, did this. You've done I, this thing. I mean, listen, once you become the Elden Lord, I mean, there's nothing more. It's just kind of... <laughs> there's a lot of stuff you skipped that you could go and do there. Um, but yes, I um, I don't know. I just... This game was absolutely amazing. And I, the only thing I do wish is that... Um, I, I do wish, Mike, that there were some more map location things. I know it's not the style for this game genre, but uh, that's something I would love to see come come into the aspect of the next game, um, rather than have I, to marker it. Yeah, I just wish, you know, for me... Uh, All the thing the, on the map, what was our little... Yeah, the, the, arrow, the, the arrow looks like an arrow? The arrow-looking the arrow thing? thing? No, but, like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, this game is no, so you, huge. You wanted... You wanted map markers for certain yeah this game is so huge there's so much to do in this game that just like even like a quest marker log thing (laughs) would have been great um Um, that that would have helped for sure because i I know that's against this 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 game and i'm just like no 
Nope. I might have done like two quests and I'm like in the end game, like maybe completed two quests because I just had no idea what to do with any I, of these I, people. I guarantee you, you've completed more. You just don't know it because you probably killed NPCs or bosses. <laughs> where... Well, I, I don't know. But um, they're not telling you. So, like, how they would they you don't tell know? Yeah, it's not like <laughs> you beat this quest and you get, you know, XP and gold and something. It's, it's not like that. It's like, oh, this is locked out or like I get. You know, something like some of the times it's like you literally go back to a location and it's just an item is there because, you know, whatever NPC that gave it to you is like dead or they're like, yeah, I'm moving on. And they then they drop it. And so, yeah, it's not like, yeah. no, I thought obvious. that um, this world was uh, was great to explore. Um, it was very punishing, but also very fun. Um you know, the quantity just... of the different ways to play the game, the different weapons and the different things to find was, is what I mean when like I, I didn't love it like every second, but there's just so much to find and do that it's almost unprecedented. Yeah, I mean, I felt like every time I felt comfortable in the world and I'm like, I'm getting good. And then I would run into a massive wall, either that be in the wild world, <laughs> the, the open world or an actual boss battle. Um, so I just. I, you know, there was times near the end of the game where I didn't think I'm going to continue because there's <laughs> a very punishing boss battle that I was not spec'd for. Uh, and I was trying to change my specs and trying to do all the stuff that wasn't in my own wheelhouse. And finally, I decided to just embrace what I was, but beat him without it. And I did. And that, so you could say, like, it's a Milena. Millennia? Melina, thank you. Melina uh, was a battle that I kind of cheesed at the end there. It was supposed to be the hardest battle, but I'm like, she can take bleed, so I can just kill her <laughs> whenever I wanted bleed. to. But that boss didn't take bleed, and I had to beat him with, you know, myself uh, with mm-hmm. my ability. Is this the one and that I, I'm facing now? Yes. And he, uh, he doesn't have bleed pop. Yes, he does. Well, then it's not that one. It's the one after that one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just, I. I had to beat him straight up, and I did, and uh, I was very proud of myself to be a late boss game yeah. like that, and I beat him. So I was, was proud of you, Jim. I'm proud. Yeah. Of you. I'm proud of you guys yeah. for playing with him because, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I've been, and I'll go because you know this is my number yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I love the From Software games, the the Soulsborne, Second Row, whatever you know you call it. Um, you know, once I gave it a try, I was like totally sucked in, yeah. and yeah. I really hope you know the one that did it for me was Bloodborne. I hope eventually we get a PC port because I think that's probably you know, the best example of like what, uh, you know, people can experience, but it's PlayStation exclusive. So, uh, anyway, uh, all the ring, it just, you know, it does such good things. And I guess for me personally, I expected this game to be this good. Yeah. Going from going, like, just like, I, I'm looking forward to this game. Like I'm pretty sure it was, you know, number two next to Zelda. Corey, for me Corey last had year it for... way up there. You had it way up there in your exp- anticipated, didn't you, Corey? I don't remember. I thought you did. Might have. Go on. Probably. Go on. Go on, Tony. But, you know, it's just like, oh, I mean, you have the classic, you know, Bloodborne, Soulsborne gameplay, but, like, we're applying it to an open world. Uh, and ever since they revealed the gameplay, you know, it's like, oh, they're they're aping the, the Breath of the Wild experience, where it's like, huge open world, you can go in any direction you want, you can, you know, face the bosses in any order that you want, and stuff like that, and it's just like, okay, that's that's an easy sell. You're, you're, you're combining two of my favorite gameplay types, and you're marring it into this awesome you know mishmash and stuff like that and it really didn't lose much of that identity i i can make some small gripes about like i think overall i, I prefer the linear style where it's like level by level because it's easier to gate th- certain things 
because there were times where I'm like, oh, a new region. I, I, I never meant to, you know, go down here. But I'm so overleveled at this point, I'm just like two-shotting bosses. Like, oh, you probably would have been hard if I fought you in the first three hours of the game, but I'm fighting you in hour 50, so uh, you're a chump and stuff like that. Uh, whereas, you know, you're not going to really get that uh, in the classic Soulsborne uh, experience. But, I mean, from the graphics, from the the, the art design, you know, because, like, I won't say, like, it's the the graphically most impressive game. That's probably probably Horizon this year, I would say, out of what I've seen online and stuff like that. But from art direction, you see, like, the, the first time you see I mean, that Elden Tree, it's, it's yeah. just like gorgeous. Like, you see the golden, the brilliant golden, you know, leaves hang off this tree in the distance, and you're just like... It's literally just like radiating uh, I mean, across the land and stuff like that. You could, it's, it's you, could argue, you could also argue that like boss design is incredible in this game. Well, that's what mm-hmm. it is. And, and you know, all these things I expected. So like it, it was more like, oh, what, what are they throwing at me this time? You know, it's like, okay, cool. You got like a, you know, um, the snake, you know, gigantic boss, millennia, uh, you know, stuff like that. It was just amazing. Um, but, you know, I expect these things. Uh, but from the technical aspect, I can absolutely see this as like the overall game of the year, 100%. I mean, it, it's 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 unusual that we see these games so early in the year. It's like, I mean, what's coming out? You know, what is yeah. really coming out? Yeah. Um, and this game just, you know, refined the Soulsborne experience. I think not watered down, but made it more palpable uh, to a wider audience. And just seeing the public like reception to it. I mean, every, it was talked about for the entire year, like from articles, oh, yeah. Reddit, oh, yeah. Twitch streams. You know, YouTube videos and stuff like that, and just being immersed into like a, what I would consider like this is a gamer's game, right? Like I know you guys critique like the story and how they deliver it a little bit, but like I love that. I, I personally love that with these games because I don't I would like it a little better. I, than that, but, I, yeah. I, I I'm tired of cut. Like honestly, dude, I'm so tired of fucking. I don't mean. I'm not saying cutscenes. I'm, I'm so tired of cutscenes. Cut what do you say? I'm just. I'm what saying say? it needs to just be more. Not that arrow-looking thingy. I think it needs to be more <laughs> more directional in terms of its uh, story. More, I mean, instead of just pick up and read, I think you should have a little more direction in the story. You should play Sekiro again. Yeah, yeah maybe. For, maybe for me, that, that's the reason why. That part of well, I just I didn't feel motivated as my character or knowing any of these other characters to like do anything yeah, story wise. Just couldn't find the story. You couldn't find the story. It, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah or it's what, a role playing game though. Like it's a mm-hmm. role playing game. You but, are supposed but you are supposed to be playing your own character. But Mike couldn't find the story. That's the thing that happens in this kind of game. You get it. Like I get that one hundred percent. You just couldn't find the game. He couldn't find it. It happened. I mean it's to you I'm just saying I love that this gate style game exists because yeah. every other thing, and I've said it before, the biggest thing is especially you know from the Sony, I don't mean to critique it. It's like Sad dad simulator where it's Wait. like, oh man, something's happening. Oh no, gotta like involve these feelings of parental, you know, relations and stuff. It's like, I, I can't, and that's why, like, I didn't play any of the Sony games in this year. Like, in addition, yeah, I understand to what you're saying, but there's something to say about those games compared to this game because, like, sure, but how many of those game experiences are you getting per year, Jim? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, but my, I, I know, I know what you're saying. I'm just telling you that. Your experience of Elden Ring, because it's an open world game, I may never experience what you experienced the way this. And I love it. Works. That's the beauty of it. That was the sure. beauty of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Sure, but if you, don't get some of, if you don't get some of those amazing moments, you could go through the game and not get some of those amazing. Moments. And so it's not going to hook you. So like I do what? understand. That. What are you? What are you saying from the the story experiences? Like each of the regions, you have these bosses, you have the characters. Oh, it's fantastic. Myself. But if you're not like following enough of the story to understand what's going on, it, because when you do it, you're done. Like, when they're dead, they're I dead. I don't necessarily even feel like like all these p- powerful people or, or shard bearers or whatever they're somewhat related they have their own in relationships and i just 
I just couldn't care. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> like, like well, just I story, don't care man. about their relationships. Like, yeah, you don't have like, to care about them. But like, I'm just saying. Like, it, this is supposed to be about your character having that adventure. Yeah, I, well, my character, I don't understand why he's just listening to everyone tell him to do something. But, but you don't have to do it. They, 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 you can literally kill any NPC that gives you a quest in this game. You're yeah, like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing that, and you just kill them. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's your that's your choice, and you chose not to do it, and then you're complaining. Well, you know, uh, the thing I love about Elden Ring, and I haven't even played this game, is that, and in all the Souls games for me, it's just like the the developers and the designers of these games, like this is the game you're getting. There is no difficulty settings. Sure. There are no um, handheld moments here. You're gonna get to get in this game and have the experience that you're gonna have, and you, every individual is gonna get that experience for themselves and like you're saying you know that's not for everybody but that's what's amazing is that you, this game is not for everybody and these souls and more the born Sekiro games they're not for everybody but who they are for it's it's you know it's like 10 out of 10 right. of them. and so, i will like, say like the biggest you story have that... your gods of wars and your horizons out there right and, and that's, that's us. right exactly and you get three to four of those every year mm-hmm. and you only get maybe one type of game that's elden ring every couple of years and what I'll say about this, like, I'll give you an example. Did you guys hear about the Let Me Solo Her guy or no? Yes, no. I know about him. Okay. Guy. So, like, that is one of the greatest moments that came out of last year where this dude was was breaking his face trying to fight, uh, you know, uh, Melina here in the fight and was just so bad at her. He practiced and practiced and practiced until he got good and beat her and then was like, you know what? I don't want other people to experience what I experienced with this boss and would just queue into other people's lobbies and be like, oh, you're trying to fight uh, Lenny here? I'll solo her. Stay back. And he's like fucking naked with a katana and like a stupid pot on his head. He's just rolling, dodging flawlessly and like beating this boss, like absolutely mastering this boss. And you're just like, holy shit. Like this guy did something that is like so crazy. The developers even recognize him. They sent him like a package. You're like, damn, you are a true Elden Lord of this game for doing what you know we didn't think anybody would be able to do that quickly and stuff like that. And yeah. that is a story that came out of this game. It's not intentional. It's just that is an experience somebody had. Yeah. And you're not going to get that out of the other games. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mike, what would be your game of the year? God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> not, not surprised. I understand. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. To me, to me, well, for, um, this game left me wanting more. I played only 75 or so hours of this, and I platinumed it as well. Um, and truthfully, if, if I have a criticism against it, it's that there's not more to do once you're done with it. <laughs> uh, there will be a new game plus eventually later this year, but um, early on, and it also I think it might have helped, I replayed the previous game right before this. Um, Pretty early on in this game, you get the sense that the writers of this game, like, you kind of trust them. It's it's a weird feeling. You trust them to not be predictable, but also not to just go against, like, character for the sake of shock. You feel like everything feels genuine that happens. And yeah, early on, it just gives you this sense that, like, you can trust where the story's going, that it'll be surprising... It won't be exactly what you expect, but it also won't just be like empty shock value. Um, and you, you get that feeling early on, and then 
you also, as you go in and get, it feels very similar to the first game mechanically. But then as you start to get more more abilities, and then you see certain things happen that, like, you know, it's like, oh, you can uh, kind of, I mean, I think people know this by now, so I will do a small spoiler. You spend time actually playing as Atreus for pretty big stretches of this game, and it's a totally different moveset, you, and you also have a couple different companion characters that come in there as well, too, and totally new stuff happens there as well. And you're like, oh, okay, that's cool, I didn't even expect that and then by the end of the game it's just there's so much it's just fun the the gameplay you just want to fight find everything and fight everything you can um and you know everything has a a place in the story as well like they'll talk everything has its context and there's this whole section of this game that's optional um which is unlike the first game pretty much where there's a whole area that's kind of more of an open area where you can choose to go there, or you could just continue on with the main story. But everything you do in this new area, there's, it's a lot. Of, it's pretty puzzle heavy, and they have respawning enemies. Um, everything there is for character growth. You can get more backstory on characters as you unlock more of the area and play through it, and you know find your way to certain bosses, do other bosses and stuff. And um, it, so it's just a combination of all of the things that you have. The writing the gameplay and just the sense of you know growth with your character and the characters on the screen and just being an interesting sort of take on this mythology these themes of fatherhood but also of like destiny and fate and like you know what's predetermined and why would it be predetermined and what do you want to know everything about you know, the world, is it worth it for certain things, certain sacrifices? So, um, it, it was just, it was just fun time. And, um, it won't, the story won't go the way you think it goes completely. I'm sure, uh, you have all your preconceived notions, but yeah, I, I platinumed it and I, I kind of wish there was more to fight in the game at this point because the, the abilities you get are very fun and even the armors, which, Really, you don't need to pay too much attention to until you fight some of the harder endgame bosses, and some of which are ridiculously hard, like right up there with stuff in Elden Ring, um, that some of the endgame bosses. But um, it, it was just like the complete experience for me, just the combination of being an interesting world, interesting characters, interesting story, and uh, good gameplay that was varied enough and expanding as you go deeper into it in ways that sometimes you don't even expect. So I loved it. Awesome, yeah. Uh, game of the year for a lot of people. It was up against Elden Ring, actually, in the Game Awards. So, um, Go yeah. astray, but whatever. Go astray. <laughs> <laughs> Made a different part of our list, though. Corey, uh, was yeah. No, I mean, I wish I played God of War, because I, I think I that would probably be my game of the year if I got to play it. Uh, I was just looking back, as you mentioned, like, some of my anticipated. I anticipated uh, God of War and Horizon on my top two, and I didn't play either of those. So I'm very disappointed in myself <laughs> for not doing that. <laughs> Me too. But, um, so for my number one game, and this is, I know I'm going to get some groans for this one, but my number one, uh, this uh, 2022, is Destiny the Witch Queen. That Jesus. blew me away <laughs> with how great they did bringing this game back uh, for me and like getting me back into the game. And going through uh, and bringing characters back and bosses back and just kind of taking it back to its roots a little bit. 
and Destiny's had so many ups and downs in the, in the yeah. history. And like right now, I'm on a down. I'm not playing the game <laughs> at all. But the Witch Queen yeah. experience and the storyline they did for that was just so fantastic. I, I thought they it was compelling. It drove the story. The story drove you forward, and it got people back together that you know I got to play with again for a little bit. And you can go through that. But at the end, I soloed the entire part at the end, and what that was a about that, super actually? fun experience doing yeah. that. Um, and like I said, the the boss battles were really great, and just getting back into that world was a lot of fun. And then of course they screwed up, and again, but for the experience that the Witch Queen gave me, uh, and and for the Destiny, obviously with all its ups and downs that it had, the Witch Queen was just such a great storyline and compelling. It's uh, just so hard to get into now. Like I don't know if I could yeah. do that because I rem- just... yeah, I remember talking about it, and I was just like, the new player experience just seems really awful yeah. in terms of like. It's hey, so you know, much. I want to pick up Destiny too, and it's like, yeah. don't even and that's the thing is like so much of of this story was based off of having do- gone through everything else that you've gone through. Right. And yeah. if you didn't go through that, like you're you not gonna just have the same not, yeah. yeah, you're not gonna appreciate all the stuff they they put into this because now they're giving light to the the uh, the, the other character, the other the enemies. The Forspoken or whatever they were, right? Not, not well. Not the Forspoken. The I have no idea. <laughs> no, <laughs> so like, name? so now like you're working with the Fallen, kind of. The, oh, the uh, Fallen. That's what it was. Yes, yes. The Asek. Uh, I forget what their their other names called. Um, and yeah, so then like, you're the the light is going, and and you're getting the darkness. So like, you're getting darkness powers, and then you're get your enemies are getting light powers. So they got they have ghosts now and stuff, and so like you're killing ghosts and things and so yeah it's just uh really neat but um going back and there's a sequence where you get to see a, a, a kind of a dragon character creature that comes out from a past dlc and yeah it was just a really cool experience going through did that they again. bring peter dinklage back well i mean from a long time ago <laughs> yeah. oh i know i know He's they replaced joking. yeah i'm joking oh, oh, oh i was gonna say he like, said they dude, brought back a lot so this is like a yeah. decade i mm-hmm. mean did they bring him back like i would no, be surprised because no, <laughs> I, I don't think he enjoyed that. Project. No, he didn't. Nah. You could hear he didn't. That was the thing. Like he yeah. just didn't want to. That wizard went to the moon. Yeah, <laughs> it was came moon. from the moon. Oh, came, came from. Sorry, sorry, moon. sorry. Um. So yeah, that's my number one for this year. Uh, I will cool. just want to say I have not played enough of Xenoblade yet, but I am going through it, and that's a great game. So I want to cool. shout that out. I don't know if Tony might mention it. Uh, probably. It's actually one for my number one. Uh, just because you know, like you with uh, you know, Destiny. Uh, and the Borderlands. I love the Xenoblade universe. It's, you know, one of the few things that um, is so rare, you know, uh, especially coming from, like, over a decade now. We have three, you know, three and a half games, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and this one really was, like, the culmination of everything that uh, not only the game series itself has built up to, but, like, I would honestly say the company Monolith Soft, which struggled, you know, from from the outlet with fighting their audience, Right. Uh, so just as some backstory, they, they started off with Squaresoft back in the day releasing um, Xenogears. And they had a whole plan for like a multi-series game, like multi-game series. Mm-hmm. And Square was just like, hey, sorry, we, we don't want another one. And it's like, okay, like that sucks because, you know, obviously we had plans for sequels and, you know, characters develop, but that's life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all I got. And they go to Bantai Namco and they develop the Xenosaga games and pretty much the same thing they they managed to get three games out but they're like oh we still had more to do and, and bando was like 
or sorry, and then Nintendo acquired them. And like, hey, what do you guys want to do? What's your specialty? Like, obviously, it's the RPG. And they're like, all right, well, let's do one of these again. And they're like, okay. And I remember campaigning so hard for that first one on the week. And I'm pretty sure I talked about this on, on this podcast mm-hmm. with uh, Operation Rainfall, where they just had this excellent, excellently reviewed game over in Japan that just, they're like, no, we don't have any plans to release this outside, <laughs> outside uh, in America. And it's just mind-boggling because the, the voice cast was done in... Uh, english britain british english um and coming from the fact that like they, they didn't even want to release this game it was a limited gamestop release ex- gamestop exclusive release on the way to the point that like now we're you know again three and a half four games into it you know uh multi-million selling series and it's just like that it makes me happy because we have so many closures with studios uh these days where it's just like one flop just kills the studio and we could look at like you know idos <laughs> Montreal, mm-hmm. you know, Crystal Dynamics. Like, it's just sad because one one flop can absolutely kill you. But anyway, we're, we're speaking to the game itself, Xenoblade 3, it just builds upon, like, what Xenoblade 2 did in terms of, like, just upping the action, upping the battle complexity in terms of, like, RPG mechanics. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I feel like a lot of modern, R- even JRPGs, focus more on the action aspect of it. Like, Final Fantasy 15. Is, is like half an action slasher where, where Noct is like zipping around the battlefield after throwing his sword and stuff like that. You know, you have the Tales of games. Final Fantasy 16 itself is is almost Devil May Cry. They hired the, the director from Devil May Cry 5 mm-hmm. to come yeah. do, you know, that. Whereas like this, they, they're leaning into that RPG deeply, hugely complex system of like, hey, this is how you do like an elemental system. This is how you do a chain attack. And, you know, I remember, Jim, when you played the second one, you're like, I'm like X hours in and you're still getting tutorials. And yeah, again, personally, I love it because we don't get to see that anymore. It's really kind of like these days, it's like, hey, you get cool flashy moves and you know, higher DPS attacks and stuff like that. Whereas this is like it's asking you to really master the systems that they put in place of you and they teach you throughout the game. So yeah. And the story is just so good and it really builds upon the first two. Not to the point where like you need to know the first two, but if you do, it just enhances the experience where you have these callbacks from both of the games. And even like music and locations where they take tracks and just be like, they put a riff on it. Whereas like, for example, there's an end game area from the first game that's an intro area in this game. And because of where it takes place, that end game zone like had this dreary, dark, like foreboding music. But because it's like an in- intro area in this game, it has like this light-hearted melody to it, and just listening to both, and you're like, "Wow, that's that's a stark contrast." But anyway, the cast itself is just amazing, mm-hmm. and the story goes to place. And I, I won't spoil it because honestly, it's one of those things that are like, "I'm going through now." For so, anybody, yeah. I don't want to ruin for anybody. But there are points in the story which, like, honestly, just made me cry. Like I was mm-hmm. like, I had like, I think maybe like Mass Effect Two was the last time like uh, mm-hmm. like a game really did where I'm like, "Oh shit." Where it's like I had to like pause the game and be like, I need to get up and just kind of like get my feelings together and just think about what just happened on screen, stuff like that with the characters. And it just comes from a place where you just don't see things coming. And it's just like even like think about it now, it's like I'm like, damn, kind of like choking up a little bit, where it just it leaves you in a in a in a vulnerable spot, you know? And it's not like just the tropey stuff where it's like somebody dies or like, you know, whatever, stuff like that. It's just really about like the emotions and the things that happen in the world because the game really invites you to like really get immersed in it and be like hey i'm committed to not just my characters but like the world 
It was uh, you just made. I don't even know how you just made me flash back to Wing Commander three, uh, <laughs> but you just made me do that. Hobbs, <laughs> Hobbs is... what's that? Nothing. It's funny when you mention that because I will say like the saddest I got all year playing a game like that. I like was Pentiment, but again, I didn't yeah. like it no, overall. I just... But I, that does stick with me. Yeah, last time I had that happen in the game was like Wing Commander Three with like my guy Hobbs when he betrays you. You're like he's flying away, and you're like, I I don't want to kill. I don't even want to shoot you now, man. I don't. I have to. But I have to exactly. Yeah, Yeah, and there's these moments I like just live in. Like the thing is, I I remember specifically after like going through these parts, I was like, was I just in the moment? Was like I was just so engrossed in the game that like maybe now like I'm gonna rewatch it and it's gonna Mm. have the same effect. So I click out like on a YouTube like let's play video and like I'm like getting to the part where like I know it's gonna happen. So I'm like already kind of like choking up a little bit, and then the streamer, the player is like, what's going on? And they react, and then their reaction gets me to react even more. I'm like, okay, yeah, like this is a really good like moment and stuff like that. I'm just like yeah, like fighting back tears again, stuff like that. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Just awesome. Makes me more excited to get into it more. There yeah. is one thing that I will say that kind of like annoyed me a little bit is that uh, there's like a part where they're voting for something and they totally just forget about the uh, <laughs> the, the no pond. <laughs> yeah, the no pond. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. four against two. I was yeah. like, uh, is it though? <laughs> is it? Like, is it? Yeah. But anyway, no, I just, I just thought, I thought it was funny. It's like, yeah, they're, they're just kind of invisible in this entire thing. Yeah, they don't, they, don't, they don't have the same rights that uh, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. human characters do. Right. But, but yeah. yeah, that's awesome. No, I've been really enjoying it so far. Cool. So, all right, exciting. all right, and I that's uh that's the end of the game of the year edition, guys. Those so are our made every spot. Three, yeah, two, and one. Yeah, that is uh all of our favorites. <laughs> and also I want to say, I think twenty twenty two was a really good year for games. I know at the beginning of the year, yeah, pe- yeah some people I, in this podcast are like, mm, I don't know about this. It's empty. I think it turned but, out to be a very good year. Yeah, I mean, I I'm excited for this coming year. I really am. Our anticipated mm-hmm. episodes coming up soon as well, folks. So mm-hmm. uh, stay tuned for that. There's a lot of I have a lot Your of games on my la- last year that didn't make there's it out. So hopefully, there's a Microsoft year. game on my list. But uh, will it come out this year? I don't know. Uh, um, but uh, <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the problem, right? Yeah. But uh, for now, that's going to wrap up this episode. Next week is our TV shows of the year. That we'll start off with that next year, uh, next year, next week. Uh, we are streaming live on Twitch starting Tuesday nights, so please join us live for that episode. Uh, we do the GameCast mm-hmm. after that. If you miss it, YouTube the following day. Subscribe to both channels so you know what happens when we're getting it. Uh, that's going to wrap it up, though, for tonight, folks. We are done. See you. We're out.